pity the fool, I'm fooling ones with my intelligence What's the policy of the mind, body, soul, overcome with the oblivion And my words play like an anthem, and it you will expose The intuition of the soul, deep dark thoughts, you will never know I scotchitate the intention Hey you guys, welcome back to The Scholar Social My name is Jonah Ruffin I'm Zayla Bryant I'm Dave Brown I'm Sonia Edwards And I'm Jayla Jackson I am so excited today. Like, I'm just in a great mood. Like, I know y'all are probably like, Jonah, why are you so giggly? But I'm just in a great mood today. How are y'all feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm really excited. I'm ready for our topic. Same. So what is it giving? What is it giving? Today, we are going to be talking about a recommended topic. Okay. The education system. Period. And I know at Scholar Social, it's been a minute since we really talked about something like this. But... I hope you're excited because we're going to go into our individual perspectives mm -hmm. on this one and just talk about how we can reconstruct it in and of itself. So, that's the team for it. Ooh. Mm -hmm. If you're a teacher watching this, I'm sorry. It's gonna get spicy. It's gonna get We are kind of fast, y'all. We're gonna go around and tell each our perspectives on education. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. okay. And then we kind of like talk about it after. Right. Yeah. Right. So, who wants to start off? Oh, I'm in the hot seat. You're in the hot seat. I don't know. I think that I have a love-hate relationship with the education system. Actually, it's funny because I was in history class like the other day, mm -hmm. and I was sitting there, and my history teacher was just talking about all these different distinguished people in history, bada 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 ba. And I'm like, dang, we really only learn about white people, like literally, like. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then, and then when black people come Sorry, up, it's, it's okay. <laughs> all right. It's but then when when when. Black people are brought up. It's oh slavery. Oh, we're right. trying to we, we're trying to fight for our rights. We had such hardship. It's just never yeah. anything like only positive. And that makes me so sad because it's like my my history class is majority black. So it's like all these black students just hearing about the great things that white people were doing, the great things that white people did to make our lives so great. But then as soon as our people come around, it's like. Right. Oh, slaves. yeah, Because yeah, it's like a reminder of where we were. Right. It's kind of putting us down, right. hyping us up. Because especially if you go into like world history and they talk about the history of Africa, like mm -hmm. Mensa Musa and all that stuff. Right. That is the last time that they really give us praise for being rich, for being on top. Right. But then they immediately got stripped from us. Exactly. They stole it from us. Right. And then it's like, bro, like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, do you want me to just sit in class and just consistently? Here, my people being talked down about, and then yeah. the one person that is great is only MLK. Like, come on, <laughs> not like, even that anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, what's your perspective on this? What's a problem you see in that? Right. Experience? I think definitely that's a big one. Right. I've been in my world narratives class where I had to I had to check my teacher because mm -hmm. she was like, you know, they went to Africa and got slaves. Yeah. I said no, they went to Africa and got people. They got doctors. They got mothers Kings and fathers, and they turned them into slaves. Right. right. The process of dehumanization. Go right. teach, teach, right. Right. Ended up in the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going there. Bye. But even simple nuances like that, the nuances of language yeah. changes right. the way that we learn. Y'all exactly. know I am big on how the brain works. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Here it comes. <laughs> and he's Here it comes. Y'all know and I'm excited, excited. but it, it matters, especially when it deals with education, mm -hmm. the way that something is framed. Right. The yes. way in which it is delivered. Mm -hmm. yeah. The sequence in which it deli is delivered affects the way that we process it. Right. So my biggest issue with education is why has the curriculum barely changed since education was created? Right. Right. We're going to get to that. So I know you next. I am okay. so next. I just don't get it. Like, how yeah. has education not evolved? Because humans surely have. Right. right. The only thing I really see is the stripping of the arts mm -hmm. 
from school, right. which is now being replaced with STEM. And we see STEAM, but not as much as STEM. Everything is um, English and math based. Right. Yeah. Or math and science based. Mm -hmm. Right. And then also we see an inclusivity of text, but you're used using iPads to teach the same thing that you were teaching before. Right. Right. Nothing has changed. It's, right. And right. It's, it's like, like go ahead, go ahead. it's like they're trying to become more modern, but they're not changing the. But they're not changing the right. 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 It's um, like um, topics are banned from being talked about. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. But topics that need right. to be talked about are being banned. Like it doesn't make sense. That's fair. But what my problem is that kind of with this same content in the textbooks. It's redundant. You're learning the same thing that you learned in first grade right. and twelfth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just adding the nuances that you're talking about. Right. But my thing is, there are situations that are going on now. It doesn't make any sense for us not to know the history of the two thousand yeah. at right. all. It's never been discussed. Right. Especially if we're going through a whole pandemic and not talking about the effects of that. We're not talking about the black president in our textbooks. We're not talking about the effects of right. all these um political things that are right. happening. These are current events that are really important. And I'd rather learn about the history, um, the things that we can do now in the society that we live in, than to learn about 1940s and the Great Depression and all that. Right, because stuff. not gonna lie, what is learning about 1635 going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me so now, get answer. So now, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. What is the problem in education? I agree with every one of these problems. I think we need to dive deep into that. But um, my problem is with the elitist nature in um, classrooms. You know, right. I see a lot of times in classrooms, there a lot of teachers are focusing. Oh. Good job to the smart, smartest person in the class who right. got the highest reading score da, 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 and aren't really focusing on the people who are at the bottom, who are struggling, right. or it's like, and then it's the environment of the people who are have the highest reading scores, have that, oh, I think I'm better than myself, right. I'm not right. better than you, da, 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 da. when, why aren't we helping, especially with the majority black class, why aren't we helping right. all 30 black students? Why are we right. only focusing on the five that are at the top? Because obviously right. they got to the top some way. Somehow, somebody talked in that, so we can use that same system. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I feel like you're getting into more of the emotional side of school, yeah. Yeah. not just like the uh, curriculum, and that's really important because I think that in today's generation, in today's society, emo is so, emotional things are so like like talked about and they're so important. And I feel like that's a really great point because I realize that in classes, it's either that or the, the teachers are looking at the black students in AP classes like, oh, we're here. Can you handle this class? Yes, it is. Right. Like, are you sure you want to be in here? Like, is your schedule right? Is, is your schedule, schedule right? right? Like, come on. Like, what are you trying to say? Oh, so I feel like that's oh, the way you go. Yeah. I think the difference is also with Corona, we're starting to move back into schools. Hopefully we don't get shut down again. But, you know, a lot of mental health issues were happening and coming up, like, a mental health uh, programs are coming up and also a lot of students who are experiencing mental health issues depression yeah stuff. so now you're going back into school where you have to worry about a test we have to worry about this you have to worry about social anxiety and then you have to worry about a teacher asking you are you supposed to be in here right. like it's so many problems and then you have to worry about your academics you know black parents you don't want to be failing with them so personally, let me go ahead and get my perspective. What I think, you know, the problem is with education. Two things. Um, I always appreciated teachers who always stepped outside of the curriculum. Yes. Um, I always fell in love with my mm. history classes because, you know, I always had teachers who wanted to teach me the real truth about right. Africa, the real truth about, you know, the foundation of America. I was. Is that your black? They black. Shout out to Girl. Mr. Wall. Shout out to Mr. Wall. Yeah. Similar to yours, actually, like you can tell, I've always gone to a predominantly black school my mm -hmm. whole life. 
um, from private to charter to public. Um, so what I noticed is it's always a talented tent versus the masses. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always trying to put my head across, like going back to your point, how do I help? Right. And being in situations where in a leadership role, and especially as a black you know, student in a predominantly black institution, it comes to a time where it's like, dang, I wish that y'all would care about education because I know it seems bad, but we fought for this. Right. So why put it to the side? Right. And that's a great point. Can I say something real quick? And I'm going to let you do your question. Yeah, go ahead. But y'all, I will never, this ain't remember, I will never forget my eighth grade history class. <laughs> it was one of the best classes ever. I had a black teacher and I was yeah. so excited. And he would like always go out of the curriculum and like always just give us the nitty gritty, the truth about what actually happened. Tell me why the end of the year came. He was three units behind. We had to take, like, we had to take this test like in a week and we had not learned three whole units. No, and no. he was like, but that was the best class ever. And I was like, I had never learned so much in that class that I ever had. And it was so amazing because although we were so behind, yeah. it, it was so much juice and so, so much right. And I was like, wow. I wanted to harp on a point that Jonah and Sinai brought up, right? Because obviously there's college matriculation, there's, you know, there's all these. Miss <laughs> 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 Celia. Like, go ahead. There's all these things that kind of do require us to measure intelligence, yeah. right? And so it leaves the emotional state of a child in that place that Sinai was talking about, right? right? Where it's a talented tip versus the masses. So now it's a two-part question. How do we teach that feels how, what way should we be teaching that fills all children? And then also, how do we measure intelligence? Mm -hmm. I'm so opposed to standardized testing. Yes. I feel like it fails to truly show the yeah. academic strength of a child. Yeah. There are high rates of testing anxiety right. from right. students across the nation because right. tests are thrown at us as a weapon. They're typically used as a weapon in classrooms. Yeah. Your class acting up, Oh, y'all gonna have a quiz or a right. test. Right. Right? So if you're using <laughs> right, so pop quiz. So if you're using what's measuring my intelligence as a weapon against me, right. I'm not gonna be able to perform to the standard that I need to to show that I am intelligent. Right. So now the question is, how do we measure intelligence and how should we be teaching that fills every child and not just those who are but I have a, I have a question that why does intelligence need to be measured? Like that's my question. Like can somebody answer that for me? Because I honestly feel like Mm, this might be controversial, but I don't think grades and like that type of things are necessary. I don't think that giving uh, a A or a B or a C is necessary in school at all. I think that the education and the curriculum is going to get taught, and then what you do with that in the real world is your business. I don't right. think you should be getting graded or tested on any of that. I mean, well, at the end of the day, like people don't even remember how the stuff right. learned in the school system, anyways. So, but okay. going off of what you said, Jonah, how would we like Dale was talking about college matriculation with out grades and stuff, how would we get put into different colleges? How would we get yeah. put? Because yeah. there's, some people, there's some people, there's some people. There is no alternative, but hey. There's a difference between, I, I mean, I don't have a say, but there's a difference between Ivy Leagues and um, yeah, a regular school or co a community college and mm -hmm. going to an HBCU yeah. or a um, PWI. Like, there's a difference in, right. I think, the academic yeah. caliber. Right. I get it. I think that when it comes to that situation, I think that colleges have a right to kind of create a criteria for what they want in right. their school, especially yeah. if that's optional. Because right. high school, I mean, high school, middle school, elementary school, whatever, they're all mandatory until you reach like 18 or you get independent, and then you drop yourself out of school. 
But when it comes to my higher education and the institution that I create, I only want certain people in here. Right. So I understand, but I think the way in which they measure it and how they look at it should be more holistic rather than looking at the GPA and looking at the standardized testing. Because like Jayla said, there's PTSD, there's all these other issues. People don't know how to test, and right. that's a yeah. real thing. And yeah. there's no other way for them to really get around that criteria. Right. So I, I think that. that. Um, oh, go ahead. Okay. Okay. I just want to say, like, to that point, like, Zayla and I were talking last night, and we noticed that a lot of schools go directly towards STEM. And, like, to yes. your point about right. how arts are stripped away, I think this is, like, this is like one of the most epic generations that are built that are built off of Ooh, creatives. It is, yeah. well, and I'm like, why can't we go get into college or have our intelligence measured by our creativity? By our creativity, right? It's like those small things where I wish it was like a spectrum of things you can, you know, like with uh, signing an application, college application. Right. You say, oh yeah, I'm a poet. I'm a film director. I might not be the best intellectually. Right. But I know how to make something shape and bring entertainment to the world or so, never, whatever you choose. So how do you measure that artisticness? Like, okay, I'm a poet, yeah. you're a filmmaker. Now we both apply to the same school. Right. What separates me from you? Or yeah. what makes us both get in on both? Right. So, I to answer that question. Um, if I'm a poet and she's a poet, there's a difference between, I mean, no, it she, yeah. she's a better poet than I am. But <laughs> what's a better poet? But, but what's a better but, like, poet? Her, I don't, I don't know, but I just know I'm not the best at poetry. So, but how if they just accepted all the poets just because they're artistic, or just because they're art, not creative. Well, as but okay, I think that Daya is proposing that there needs to be an inclusion yeah. of the arts and curriculum. Yes, right. 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 So same yes. as teachers will sit at round tables and find ways to create math and science based activity. And most people right. are not even doing and, it. And, there should be that same energy towards humanities-based curriculum. And that's what I love. Right, and because I go to an art school, I feel like I have a lot <laughs> of opinions on this. Because mm -hmm. when I say it is so dope, like like just walking down the hallways and seeing like the visual art students work on like the walls, you're like, wow, like yeah. somebody really made this. And I'm like, I wish that more people could see this. And even right. the funding that we get for our school, it's so like piss poor. Like we do not get a lot of funding. We don't get a lot of resources. And it like makes me so sad because they don't right. value right. us, but it's so much like creativity yes. in those schools. It's so much potential in those schools. Right. It's so yes. beautiful. Like, what I know? love about it is that they make something shape regardless. Like right. looking at the tiles yeah. or the ceilings, mm -hmm. students paint those. Right. They make a, I don't even know what it is. Like personal expression right. on the walls and leave their mark there when they right. leave. It's right. beautiful. Right. It's DSA going to make some of the shades. Now that show, it's all good. Yeah. Okay, I have a question though. When it comes to the school system, and because you guys have been in it for over a decade, how has it fundamentally changed you or your perspective Ooh. of your education? Whoa. I okay. Oh, I'll, 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 okay. 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 Let's go. Um, so for me, I think that a big thing that I wish I would have been taught from the start of my educational journey is that it belongs to me. There we go. <laughs> it's mine. Like, yes. it is not my teacher's responsibility to fill me up. It's and I feel a world it is, right. right? But realistically, whatever you learn is completely up to you. Right. Yes. A lot of what I know is from me teaching myself. Yeah. I didn't depend on a teacher. I didn't depend on my school to do it because I know you're not going to do it for me. Yeah. Right? Now, that's a greater fight. That's the fight that I'm in now currently changing the way that we teach students. Right. Yeah. But for the time being, the reason I'm, I am able to have these conversations is because I study curriculums, mm -hmm. right? I know what they're, they're aiming to teach. Yeah. You know, I've been researching and following the CRT journey, right? So Ooh, me doing that, CRT. <laughs> right? 
me doing that has allowed me to become the cadet of my educational experience. Right. And so I am very, what am I trying to say? I would call myself advanced in humanities-based yeah. curriculum. Mm -hmm. So like philosophy, psychology, political science, yes. civics, uh, that is my realm. And in doing that, I have been able to grow in right. every aspect yes. of my life. Because we have to look at, this is how I look at education, right? It goes beyond schools and teachers. Education is everything that you consume, right? right? So if we have students going home and getting on Instagram and consuming whatever the shade room is posting, now you have them coming into a classroom and consuming something that's a totally different pattern. Right. They're confused. Right. They are. We're intellectually scattered. Right. Yes. If the world is teaching me one thing and I'm coming in an institution that's teaching me another thing and neither of them are feeling who I am truly or what I need to be filled with, it leaves you scattered. It leaves right. you left with nothing. Right. So I, I just recently applied for the Georgia Superintendent Student Advisor. Same girl. Same. Oh. Everybody in there. Everybody. We all just applied. Okay. Right. Right. So, right. Y'all know, know who to choose. Y'all know who to choose. Right for yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think that what I put on my interview is that if we're going to change the way that we do education, mm -hmm. we have to change the palette yeah. right. for students across the board, mm -hmm. right? So what students are consuming inside and outside of school need to change, or whatever we do in school needs to now make up for or provide whatever we're not getting yeah. when we're um, not in school, right. if that makes sense. Right. So, yes. I yeah, to add on that's to that point. Right. I want to add on to that point. Mm -hmm. Learning how to be both a teacher and a student, mm -hmm. right? Um, because, you know, as a student, it's one thing, yeah, you're learning from the books, but going back to the miseducation of the Negro, that tells you a whole different, um, that tells you a whole different realm. But um, I, I think at a younger age, I realized that I can't depend on my teachers. Um, I can't depend on, you know, my father or my mother to, you know, instill in me, you know, the you know, the foundation of what I want right. to know. Yes. Like, it's one thing to teach the principal, but it's the other to execute the principal. Right. And so, um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but I think. Come on with the one liners, girl. But no, no, no. But like, I think as I grew older, I realized that it's okay to learn from others. Right. It's okay to, you know, read the books. It's okay to, you know, surround yourself with a village because y'all know I'm big on village. Right. So, like, if I want to know something, I'm going to go directly to the person. Right. I'm going to go directly to the person who you I multiple want to. sources. Yeah, yes. multiple right. sources. Yeah. yeah. And then going back to that teacher aspect, I think it's really dope to, you know, you say, okay, I, I understand what I want. Right. Yeah. So let me do what I need to do personally to get there. Right. So to your point, I, I enjoy that, you know, learning how to teach yourself. Right. And it's, yeah. it, I'll add on, I'm oh, sorry. I okay. just wanted to harp on that because we're kind of talking about the same yeah. thing. It's as simple as a Google search. Right. Like, I don't think people realize that whatever you want, you can cater your curriculum or your personal right. academe to fit that. Yes. So me, sure. I am, y'all know me, like, I, I can be reckless as far as, like, I don't be planning a lot. I'm just, like, I go with the flow, yeah. right. right? So I, I'm big on intuition. Right. I'm big on being able to use my foresight, right? right? It's why that. I study philosophy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. When you study philosophy, it's directly connected. It stimulates your pineal gland, right. which is the first gland that develops in a fetus. Right. Right. I see what Google does. You see right. what Google does, right? And they just like, don't forget about her. Don't forget about her. But no, yeah, really. when you stimulate your pineal gland, it's right. connected to your ability to use intuition. Right. Your ability to use foresight. Right. right? And there's tons, like literally there's tons of other spots in your brain right. that certain things you learn targeting. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want, you can literally get. And it's as simple as a Google search. Like, right. And we have to use what we're being allowed 
what we are allowed to have yeah. in 2021. We have access to computers right. and phones and all of that. So the library stuff. stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what I was going to say, I'm going to pass to you, Nick. But um, kind of going along this idea that the teachers are the only source, right. quote unquote, that's yeah. a misconception. I want to harp on the fact that the culture and the dynamic in, within school right. is not controlled by the teachers mm -hmm. or the superintendents or the counselors. It's controlled by the students. Right. Students say that. I want you guys to understand that you create the atmosphere that you go to school for eight hours in. Right. You decide yes. whether you're going to have a good day or a bad day. Yes, Teachers don't decide that. Pop kids don't decide that. Your friends don't decide that. It's you. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's best that we all start to form communities within our schools right. to yeah. create yeah. this atmosphere that we yeah. want to go to school. I don't want people to think, yeah. especially, and I'm, okay, sorry. I'm calling out. of the school and you're still living in an atmosphere where all these people are going to school depressed, PTSD, and you already know that the first comment coming out of their mouth, oh, here we go again. Yeah. We don't, we shouldn't have that, especially if you are the leader. Right. You're supposed yeah. to be the change. Uh -huh. Create it. Come that on. is my job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like, y'all have the opportunity and the ability, so right. use it. And if you're not going to use it, give it to somebody else that it cares. Because yes. I promise you there are people that do. Yes. That is all I have to say on that topic. Yeah. that and you do that and I've never been that way I'm a very like 
funny and loud. I'm kind of like the class clown, I guess, and I think that sometimes it can be to my disadvantage in the school environment because people are like, oh, right, yeah. it's like it's like, oh, you're just funny, like you, you don't you don't really you can't you, be this because you're funny, right? Or right, and like the way that I dress sometimes, it's like, oh, you're just in the fashion, you're not really intellectually inclined, you're just like, and it's like, no, that isn't true. Like she I, right, like I'm she actually right, I'm actually very smart, and it, and I feel like sometimes people can just like downplay my intellectual ability because of what because of my image and because of who I am and it kind of really sucks and it's just like no like if you give me a chance and you have a conversation with me and you don't and you take that view of what a scholar looks like out of your mind and you just sit and talk then you would realize that like I actually got a little bit of something right. you know right. off of what Jonah said um a lot of times when I was growing up I'll get in trouble a lot of times like I would be in detention every Friday <laughs> yeah but I would get in trouble a lot of times and you know I don't know where it stemmed from but everybody thought, oh, Sanai's the bad kid. Oh, Sanai, da 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 da. Sanai needs help with this. Even me going to boarding school now. Oh my God, Sanai's a bad kid. No, I'm. That's the stigma go around boarding school. No, I'm actually very intellectual. I'm going off of what Jonah said. Just because you're into fashion, just because you're um, the class clown, making joke, making the environment like Zayla said, right, more fun, the right. Environment that does not mean you're less intellectual. Right, and they really need to just stop doing that in general because yeah. it's not cute. Yeah, but I think mm-hmm. that we can say to the education system. Is that it's ours. Right. Yeah. We gotta take it. Yeah. And we got to change it. You gotta sure, stay. Yeah. I think that we all take it and change it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that we all just need to educate yourself. Right. Especially what's happening currently. Yeah. We have people who are no longer in our position, who are not in schools, mm-hmm. making the decisions for what we're learning. Right. right. I didn't ask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We should be the ones in control of what our educational journey is. Right. And it's a fight. I know that it's a fight. Education is really guarded. It's really, it's a a hot spot. Right. But I think that if the energy that we have here, Mm -hmm. understanding that education goes farther than just books in school, that the student is not a monolith, right? Having that understanding, it's enough to break the shackles that are around education. Yes. And so I love this conversation. I think yes, this was such a great conversation. It was fiery. The song was fiery. But if you guys want more of this amazing energy and amazing topics, make sure you come back next Wednesday. One thing about us, we gonna talk about it. the times I never had much to give though I was in the center of appreciation from people that I had thought would never pay me no mind but though it's different this time your eyes go blind and now you in the spot that you've been trying to find I never imagined happiness in my position broke